2: There are English and Spanish episodes of Anything for Selena. This is the English one. Si quieres escuchar en español, vuelve al feed y selecciona la versión con el título en español.
3: Produced by the iLab at WBUR,
1: Boston. Futuro.
2: I want to tell you a little bit about how I've been writing this podcast. In pockets of time, here, and there, at night, at 3 a.m. After long days of caring for my son, I'd put him to sleep, take a little rest, and burn the midnight oil. Only the blue-hued computer screen glistening in the dark. The hum of an overheated laptop. Me hunched over, sometimes a little stoned.
0: Uh, <laughs> Selena. Is it Selena or
3: Selena? It's Selena. <laughs>
2: I savored these long nights when it was just me and Selena, albeit she on the screen. I'd spent hours looking at old videos of her, finding rarer and rarer photos, enthralled by her charisma, still amazed at her timelessness, amused at how her videos had taken on a fuzzy, vintage feel. And she, a canonized diva with her own rich archive. As the night went on, I'd go deeper into that archive, a Selena digital wormhole. Sometimes it felt like I went into a trance. The world around me would melt away. Selena's voice would envelop me that's going to be coming out with Selena perfume and it's going to smell like uh, chorizo on <laughs> <laughs> That was
0: really fake. <laughs> I know that everybody's going to watch this video and I just want to say, y'all suck tonight. <laughs> just joking. Okay. Y'all did wonderful. And
2: the hours would fly by and, say that I'm and there I'd be, okay. glued to the screen, eyes bloodshot, but my heart filled And there were nights I'd end laughing, laughing at her jokes, finding joy in her presence and her ease of being in her fashion. These nights became a ritual, and I was inducted into a new world, one in which I had dabbled in before. But now I was baptized in Selena, completely immersed in her
3: corner of the Internet. Like, it's team Chris and Selena forever for me. Excuse Excuse me, me, miss? Can we try this on? How dare you, who are you to think that you could do this and try to live a a life as Selena? Does Selena have a secret? And if she does, what is it?
2: I don't hate anybody, but I will tell you, I get real close.
3: (laughs) I get real close
2: with Yolanda Saldivar. She is the biggest puta that I know. Nobody likes her.
0: We had so many messages that said, this is the best thing on the internet right now. And I was like, wow.
2: In all its richness, its complexity, its weirdness and kookiness. Because Selena's internet is a place with its own rules, its own norms, its own culture, a textured place worth studying. And today, I want to show you that world. Because this world shows us how people protect Selena's legacy, project their own ideas and hopes and fears on her. Her archive is like a mirror, showing us things about ourselves. I'm Maria Garcia, and this is Anything for Selena, a podcast about belonging. So we're doing something different today. Producer Kristen Torres, who you met in our last episode, is going to join me. And we're going to look at Selena memes together. Because that's a lot of what we did this year. We went through everything Selena out there. We had a lot of fun. And this conversation is a glimpse into our year in the Selena web. But I also experienced the Selena internet alone, at night, like I told you, in a trance. So when you hear this music, our trance music, I'm gonna zoom out from my conversation with Kristen, and I'm gonna take you inside my mind at three in the morning, in front of my glowing laptop, when I tried to make sense of the Selena internet, when I made meaning of the memes, when I lost myself, in her. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Maria. So, Kristen, for like a year, you and I have been sending each other Selena memes. And I have to say, you are our official Selena internet archivist. You are our researcher. <laughs> you should have a PhD in Selena memes by now.
1: Okay, well, so first of all, you know me and my Capricorn essence type A. <laughs> I've come up with like what I think is sort of a taxonomy of Selena memes and Selena internet content.
2: I've <laughs> categorized it.
1: I've, <laughs> I've categorized it.
2: Of course you have. <laughs>
1: so without further ado, Maria... I want to present to you today my findings, the eight types of Selena memes. Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. So these first few categories are kind of basic, so we'll go through them quickly. (laughs) So that is the category sound effect. So when you hear that sound, you know we've got a new category. So category one is rares and these are the deep cut Selena photos and videos that people post on fan accounts and a lot of them have this quality that just makes them look different than your average Selena photo picked from the archives. They're what's called aesthetic edits, which is basically just when you put these special filters on existing photos and videos. And actually, you know what? Can you just describe what this looks like? (laughs) Because I don't know how to put it into words. Oh, my
2: gosh. So it's Selena in tight black jeans, big belt buckle, sparkly red bra. But now she has like this bright aura around her, these, like, sparkles, like this effect that makes her look ethereal, almost angelic.
1: Yeah, it's like she's dripping in diamonds that are... I need that filter for myself, actually. (laughs) I, I need to put that filter on some of my photos. So category two are the tributes and impersonators. So these are people on the Selena web... That like to dress up like Selena and do lip syncs to her songs or even her interviews. So, some of these are just normal fans, but there's actually a whole other side of this, which is professional Selena impersonators. And one of them, who you've seen probably a lot if you spend any time on the Selena net, is Amanda Solis.
2: Yes, I haven't seen this meme, but I love it. So, this is like a split screen where Amanda Solis is like impersonating Selena. And then you have somebody who looks like Suzette who's playing the, like pretending to like play the
1: drums right. And then you <laughs>
2: guitars with a ponytail. It looks like Chris Bennett, but it's it's like a three-way split screen.
1: Yeah. So Amanda is, what's interesting about her is that she's been kind of outspoken before about how sometimes her tributes and her impersonation has kind of come into some backlash from time to time. She spoke to Latino USA about it.
3: It's hard at times to go out there and do what I do because I'm going to get so much backlash. How dare you? Who are you to think that you could do this and try to live a, a life as Selena.
1: Maria, why do you think impersonators sometimes get this backlash from fans? I think people are so incredibly
2: protective of Selena. Selena's art is, is brilliant. Like people are so attached to it. And I think people have very high expectations and like they're, they're vocal about it. You know,
1: it's hard out here for a Selena impersonator.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No respect.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we're moving on to our third category, which is movie reenactors. So one of my favorite things about the Selena web is that the movie, the Selena movie from 1997, has taken on like a second life online.
3: Excuse me, miss? Can we, Can we try, try this on?
1: So in this TikTok, we have a young woman and she's playing a classic scene from the Selena <laughs> movie and overdubbing it with her own voice. You
3: know what, could you just Can take it off the mannequin? We'd like to try it on. on? I
1: think with I the movie, it's girl. like so many people have sort of become attached to it because it is sort of this one way that we have that people can kind of see her and enjoy her, even though really they're seeing and enjoying Jennifer Lopez.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, it's Jennifer Lopez who, to her credit, really did Selena justice. I, I think, to me, like, that has been J-Lo's most successful role in film because to embody somebody who was so effervescent, kudos to J Lo, man. Like that, yeah. It's the the Selena movie. Like it's it's a big part of how we engage with her memory and how we think about her for sure.
1: Personally, I think J Lo's best role is Made in Manhattan. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Maria, um, you know we're gonna go a little deeper into the Selena, the Selena web, the Selena dark web. Um, So category four, are you ready? It's Conspiracy Theories and the Occult. So this is people on TikTok or YouTube who are kind of talking through conspiracy theories that still surround Selena's life and her untimely death.
3: Does Selena have a secret? And if she does... What is it? There was a rumor about that Selena was having an affair with the plastic surgeon. I don't think she's that type of person that would do a sex tape with someone other than her husband. No one can get a booty sculpted like hers from dancing on stage and not working out.
1: So I just want to note, you know, these conspiracy theories are not true. Other folks have turned to Selena's birth chart.
3: Selena is an Aries sun like me. You know, we love the Aries. Um her moon is in Sagittarius. So yeah, so let's do this what if reading. Let's find out what if what if Selena had would have survived.
1: So all of this is part of a larger trend of celebrity readings on YouTube. And so folks have done everything from talk about Selena's astrology and horoscope to doing tarot readings online. Wow, we got the
3: nine of chalices that came out in the upright. We got the, ooh, wow, and it's even talking about the betrayal with a friend. So what I'm picking up is that I do feel that she had a very hard time transitioning. I do feel that she had a very hard time passing over. This wasn't something that was easy for her.
2: I'm not into this Selena content. The readings, the speculations, the obsession with whether Selena had secrets or not. To me, so much of this stuff online feels like it's preoccupied with the salaciousness of her death. And honestly, this is where I get a bit angry. As a fan and as a journalist, because it feels like so much stuff out there dismisses her humanity, treats her legacy like tabloid fodder. And a lot of content about Selena presents itself as journalism, as information that has been reported and vetted, when really it's clear that it's obscene conjecture. And this is when I know I'm still a chola deep inside. Because this intense protectiveness bubbles up. And a boiling bitterness for the people who have chosen to center Selena's murderer rather than Selena. Who have chosen to center rumors rather than truth. Who have chosen to center her death rather than her life. I will never not feel... Protective of Selena.
1: The next clip I'm going to show you is from a young creator named Sonia Estrada, who dabbles in a lot of Selena content all across the internet, from tributes to dressing up like Selena and doing makeup and outfit tutorials. Um, But one of the clips that I first came upon was this clip of Sonia talking about maybe Selena had a premonition of her own death. So we're gonna play that clip.
3: Oh my gosh, okay, so I might be like going crazy or something, but pay attention to this. Notice how she hesitated to sing the part where it says, y hasta el día que me muera. If you don't speak Spanish, that translates to the day I die. Now, she died less than four months after that concert. I don't know, like I could be like going crazy, like because I thought of that, but it's something I noticed.
1: So Sonia is actually someone who I've spoken with and she is 14 years old. I found her account um, a while back ago. So I dm DMed uh, Sonia. I asked for her parents' permission to talk to her. And, you know, I had to work through Sonia's schedule to make sure, like, you know, <laughs> we would only talk after school and after she's done her homework. Um, and um, she told me that she first heard, and this killed me, this killed me. She told me that she first heard about Selena in her class in school because her teacher assigned a project on Texas history. And so Sonia now says that she's actually kind of known around her school as like the Selena girl.
3: It's kind of been like become sort of like my thing in a way, like being a huge fan of Selena. I don't exactly know what they think about it. They probably think I'm like weird or something.
1: I talked to Sonia about like, you know, why and how do you even make some of these things? And she's like, after school, I pull up like my software, all these different apps, and I run all these photos and videos to make these like kind of anthologies online of Selena's like rare clips. Um, and I asked her like, why do you do it?
3: It's really cool because you know that what you're making is like, touching people's hearts. And it's really cool knowing that.
2: What I love about seeing Sonia share this, a 14-year-old, is to me it confirms this idea that Selena is cultural heritage to pass on to you know what I mean like I love I love to see the young Selena fandom I am I am so ready to pass the (laughs) baton like (laughs) I I love that I love that
1: So, Maria, we've now gone through the first four categories of Selena memes. The rares, tributes, reenactments, and the occult. And I know that you know that Selena is not the only one in the Selena internet fan universe who has huge fans. We also have a fan base that's dedicated to Selena's husband and guitarist, Chris Perez. So that's category five... Chris stands.
3: Hey everybody! So we're at Trader's Village again. We're here because Chris Perez is actually gonna be here. I am very excited for this video because we're gonna be talking about a famous book, To Selena with Love, written by Chris Perez. Chris deserves to tell his side of the story. Like, I've, it's team Chris and Selena forever for me.
1: So before I kind of crack open this next category, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, social media. It's become, for lack of a better term, kind of a dumping ground for Selena family drama that a lot of fans kind of get into or have commentary on. If there's something in the news, Um, you know, there was this recent kind of controversy where Chris thought that his photos, or someone told Chris that all of his photos in the Selena Museum had been removed. Right, right, right. He expressed
2: a sense of betrayal because he believed that the photos of him at the Selena Museum had been taken down.
1: So we have audio of Suzette going on her Instagram Live to to kind of refute that idea.
0: But everything you read on social media is not True. this is a hallway to the museum. And this hallway is lined with tons of posters. And and I just wanted to show you guys that, look, there's Chris, there's Chris. Clearly, we cannot Photoshop you out and we wouldn't want to.
2: Well, look, there's a a few things. One is, you know, there is real tension between the Quintanillas and, and Chris. There was this article on Billboard magazine in which Chris says he's finally speaking out about how he feels that he has not been paid what he is due as Selena's widower from her estate for the last quarter century. There's always been Chris Bettis stands and like Abraham Quintanilla stands and like there's a sort of narrative that there's a big fight between the two of them but it but before it was sort of just based on like the movie and then you know a couple a few months ago to learn that you know they really are sort of disputing disputing this in court was a big deal and then of course the internet responded to that and Chris stands people who like ride for Chris they ride for Chris hard this was her first love and her only love. I love to watch clips of Selena performing to see if how she would look back at Chris. Yeah, you know, like,
1: I love to like, oh, my God, are they are they looking at each other here? You know, um, there's this phenomenon in the Selena Instagram fan universe where Chris stands will put in their bio, like, on this date, Chris liked my photo, or Chris followed me, and like having that in your bio is sort of like becoming verified on Selena Instagram. It's like you've, <laughs> you've you've got the seal of approval.
2: Well, I mean, it's because they are, you know, Selena is the icon, right? But then everybody around her has become sort of like Latino royalty. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot
1: of like fandom even around them. So, Maria, you know the Selena Internet Universe also has a villain. And it's a woman who, you know, a lot of folks don't even want to call by name. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I
2: hate that we got to talk about her. I hate yeah. that we got to talk about her. If there's, you know, I don't I don't hate anybody, Kristen. I know you've told me. I don't hate anybody, but I will tell you, I am I get real close. <laughs> I am yeah. real close with Yolanda Saldivar.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Little Chismosa. And I'm Little Frijolita. And on tonight's episode of Interview with the Kukui," we
1: interview one of America's most hated pendejas. She is the biggest puta that I know. Nobody likes her, she's ugly, and she
3: committed one of the most foul crimes that you could ever think of.
2: Look at this meme where it says we all have the same enemies. Number one, El Cucuy, with like a picture of a demon. Number two, La Llorona. Number three, the bitch that killed Selena.
1: We all have a common enemy. Yeah, we actually looked into it a while ago and the name Yolanda like fell off the charts in like 1995 as like one of the top like Mexican-American baby girl names. There's like a precipitous decline that you can draw Back to to you know the murder of Selena, whereas oh like my her God. name, yeah. So this other, I know you've seen this one. This one went viral. I think I think in the summer of last year, kind of when you know politics were at a fever pitch. Can you describe what this one is, Maria?
2: <laughs> yes. So it's Selena standing next to Yolanda, and there's a caption in front of Selena that says Latinos, and there's a caption in front of. Yolanda, that says Latinos (laughs) for Trump.
1: And that, Maria, leads us to our seventh category, which is political memes. So I spoke with one of the creators of one of our favorite political meme accounts called Selina y los Tichos, which unfortunately isn't currently active on Instagram anymore. Um, But the creator's name is Vicente Garcia.
0: We had so many messages that said this is the best thing on the internet right now. And I was like, wow, this, that's such a, that's a high bar, you know?
1: And Vicente told me about how the account got started. And, you know, basically one day he was driving with his friend in his car in June, 2020. And this was right after the George Floyd protest had started. And he remembered this clip from the Selena movie where Abe is like, We gotta be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans, both at the same time. It's exhausting. And he was thinking of, you know, at the same time, we're fighting for Black lives, we're fighting a pandemic and a crashing economy. It's exhausting.
0: Literally, I was like, whoa, that could be like a meme. And I turned to her and I was like, what if we were to go home right now and create a bunch of memes and create a a Selena account that's about politics and memes? From the movie and from her life. And she was like, okay. <laughs> you know, we're both such hardcore Selena Stans, and we're both such hardcore, care so much about social justice. And we both love memes so much. <laughs> and so it was just a natural, like, of course, that's what we were going to spend the rest of the 10 hours of our day doing. Um, and we did that. We went home. We, like, did a, a, we did an Excel sheet. We're like, okay. We broke, we broke down the movie, like, scene by scene, line by line. Oh,
1: my God. I love it much work went into this! You know, they made this whole column in the spreadsheet of all of the scenes that they wanted to address and all of the issues they wanted to address. You know, the Black Lives Matter movement, fighting against capitalism.
0: And then we just just made content around that. It just went viral. It went everywhere.
1: So this first meme that they made that went really big was the me siento muy excited scene from the movie. Um, But in this scene, in the meme, Jennifer Lopez is saying, Me siento muy excited to defund the police. (laughs) Me
3: siento muy, muy, muy excited to defund the police.
0: (laughs) Our most famous meme, which was a meme that features the scene where Yolanda is giving Selena the egg, and it had the caption above it that said, when cops kneel with you.
1: Did you (laughs) see that one, (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: I love your laughter. Oh, my God. (laughs) Vicente told me that this was more than just about making funny memes, but for Gen Z, this is actually an important way of spreading awareness of teaching other folks about political causes and organizing for issues that matter to them.
0: The profound thing about their generation is that they are now in this generation where they're being politicized very rapidly through short form content that comes in the form of memes, videos, TikToks. And so one can have an entire political education on, say, immigration. In five minutes, through a series, just being on Twitter and seeing all the memes related to that.
2: I've always found the tension between wanting to, like, load all of these sort of, like, political values onto Selena's image... The tension between that and how apolitical she was in life, really, really interesting. And how her family really explicitly tries to keep her legacy neutral and apolitical. It was just sort of like an ethos, I think, that they had as artists, as entertainers, like never dabble in politics. Like, I think it's it's this sort of like old school mentality, like you're an artist, focus on your art. Like the one time she did speak about politics, you know, or indirectly about politics was when she expressed her um, disapproval of abortion
3: you're you're a very very good role model and one of the uh one of the problems with the hispanic community especially the teenagers Mm -hmm. the girls is teen pregnancy Mm -hmm. but i noticed that the majority of them end up keeping their child and
0: and it makes it rough yes which is good because i
2: am i'm against
3: abortions
2: I don't think that it's right. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But the way I was raised is, it's kind of hard and and it's very upsetting that you see people, or especially politicians, and I don't want to get into the subject of politics, but they encourage uh, kids to use condoms. And I think the parents should encourage the children not to have sex before marriage, because if you, you know, stop that right there, then you're not gonna have teen pregnancy. I thought about this clip a lot during my late nights. It's never been surprising to me that Selena had conservative views on reproductive rights. She came from a religious family in the 90s in Texas. I've often wondered where Selena would stand now on political issues. Would she have spoken up for Black Lives Matter in defense of kids in cages? We'll never know. And I don't think a clip from an interview in her early 20s sheds a lot of light on how her politics would have or wouldn't have evolved. Where would she stand now? Who would she stand with? What would she be fighting for? Would she be fighting Or would she have held on to the notion that she's simply an artist, not an advocate? It's in longing for these answers that I ache for her the most, that I wish so deeply she was here, that we weren't left with the eternal question what if, what if, what if.
1: Well Maria, we have reached the final ring, the final level of the Selena universe. This is category 8 projecting Selena into the future. So there's a couple of memes that are going around where it's like, if Selena were still alive and then the image or the video is just like a utopian paradise with like flying cars, you've got like all this futuristic stuff and it's just like how, like I guess the message is like how advanced and much better we would be as a society if she was still here. Have you seen those? (laughs) Yeah, of course. You know, there's some that are like, you know, in this kind of playful utopian world, but a lot of the ones that we've seen that I've shared with you, Have been just like memes of what Selena's life would be if she was still here, like in her personal life. Like um, one of the ones that you said you were touched by was someone photoshopped Selena kind of like with wrinkles and with gray hair. And she's on the cover of People magazine. And it's just the caption is like, you know, 10 years after her retirement, Selena looks back on her career.
2: Oh, yeah. The one where somebody like photoshopped her looking like, you know, like a viejita, like just like an older woman. Um, it was like such a sucker punch to see that because, oh, it just made me think of all the life
1: she had ahead. There's whole accounts where they will essentially Photoshop Selena and Chris, you know, together with babies, with a family, um, just showing what their life would have looked like if she had been able to become a mother.
2: And she talked about wanting to be a mother quite a lot like expressing this longing for her this like it's like it's almost like the archives are no longer enough you know what I mean where you've seen everything
1: everything out there and you want more yeah and you know Sonia who's the creator that we spoke to earlier she's done a series of photoshops where she photoshops herself next to Selena and it's almost like they have this sort of like loving relationship like kind of like a mentor or someone like a friend and I talked to Sonia kind of about this idea that she may love Selena she may have seen every single video on the internet but there's still this void that that Selena left behind
3: yeah um yeah I think about that um like every day like since i was born after she died like like i'll always wish that i was alive when she was or that like she was still here for fans like us we have to like deal with the fact that we'll never get that like experience to see her live or to meet her so Yeah, it definitely makes me sad.
2: I feel you, Sonia. I feel you. I still long for her to be here.
1: I get it. I hear you, Sonia. I'm with you on that. You know, Maria, you kind of touched on this a minute ago, but sometimes I feel like at some point you've reached, like we've reached the end of the Selena net. Like it's harder and harder to find photos that I've never seen before, clips that I've never seen before. And it's almost kind of sad. Like you just, you aren't discovering new things anymore and there's a limited amount of stuff out there and it just almost feels like, you know... There's this second loss of her. Like there's just ultimately you reach the end. Do you ever feel that way? <sighs> um, I hadn't
2: thought of it that way. But now that you mention it that way, I feel a very sudden like panic of when I'm going to reach that. Of when Selena content is going to become stale in my world. I hadn't thought about when the Selena content is gonna end, but
1: now that it's kind of on brand for me to think of the 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 existential, you know, (laughs) content death. So on
2: brand for you to be like, well, one day,
1: (laughs) one day, one
2: day, there will be a second death. I hadn't thought about it like that before. That after a year embedded in the Selena internet, I was beginning to reach what seemed like an end. It's true. It's becoming harder and harder to find photos I hadn't seen before. What was once this treasure trove of pictures, poses, outfits, I now know almost like the back of my hand. Even the fantasy images, the edits of Selena with kids, with contemporary fashions, foreign destinations, they're familiar now too. And every new TikTok, every new viral video, it uses the same source material, the movie, her famous interviews, even the less well-known ones, the B-sides, her blooper moments, because it's all we have. Sometimes it feels like I'm waiting for that spark again. The excitement of seeing a photo or video I've never seen before. It's like getting a little piece of her back. But even then, the Selena internet has been a source of joy, of hope. Seeing videos of young fans stuck at home with their families, recreating moments from the movie together, bonding over her. Two generations of Selena fans celebrating her, coming closer together through her. Parents teaching children about her. Like she's an essential part of the way we pass down our culture Here she is, still making us laugh, still enthralling us, still putting me in a trance. And it makes me so happy that others, like Sonia, people who were born long after Selena's death, will still experience her vibrancy, that each generation will expand and remix the Selena canon. These videos, their cultural knowledge... A people's treasure, a snapshot in time of a woman who shined, who still shines on the screen and in our hearts. If you like this episode, join us for an after party on Instagram Live, where we'll tell you about the making of the episode, chat with special guests and have a little drink together. Start your weekend with us every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Instagram. Find us at Selena underscore podcast. Anything for Selena is a co-production of the iLab at WBUR, Boston's NPR news station, and Futuro Studios. I'm your host, Maria Garcia. Our producers are Kristen Torres, Antonia Cerejido, and Juan Diego Ramirez, with additional production assistance from Frank Hernandez, Sandra Riano, and Maria Alexa Cavanaugh. Mixing and sound design by Paul Veidkes. Our editor is Marlon Bishop. Ben Brock Johnson is the executive producer of the iLab and contributed production management and editing. Additional editing by Sofia baliza Carr. Iliana Galvez created the artwork for this series. Find out more about Anything for Selena on Twitter and Instagram at selena underscore podcast and at wbur.org slash anything for Selena.